This is the 53 Podcast. This week we are going over free agency. What happened in week one of free agency of the 2021 season? The Vikings get Patrick Peterson. The Bears are in disarray. Excited to break it down for you here, guys. Enjoy. Twenty twenty one season is officially kicked off, Jason. We are in one of the best times in the NFL offseason, and that is free agency. People are flying off the board like crazy. There's been a bunch of surprise signings. There's been a bunch of, oh, that makes sense signings. A couple trades. Big names are still on the board. I can't wait to break it all down for you. Excited that you're back here on season two of the 53, Jason. How are we doing today? My heart is racing, whether that's good or bad. I guess we'll get into that a little bit. Um, lots of money flying around in a COVID year. Didn't think that was going to be as uh, prevalent. But the biggest thing for me is going to be looking at wide receivers. That was supposed to be a high market because there's a lot of talent out there, but they're not flying off the board at the uh, price tags we thought, which would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, we got some Bears movement. We got some Vikings movement. We got some big name movement. So, um, I'm ready to jump into this when you are. Where do you want to start? Yeah, dude, let's start with your team. Let's go right with the Bears. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. What do you got going on there? Let's uh, fill it in. I think there's a lot of movement here. And, uh, a lot there, of movement here. There's a lot of people in, in Bear out. territory that might not be super, super happy with what's going on. So let's break it down. Well, if you looked on the internet lately in like the last <laughs> 20 minutes, um, Chicago's having its second uh, great fire. Um <laughs> I'm going to run a couple names by you here. So Money Mitch, he signs with Buffalo as a backup here behind Josh Allen. That's cool. Kyle Fuller just got cut. Keem Hicks has been okay to get traded. Um, the quarterback saga, that could have been Wilson or Watson, ended in Andy Dalton. Uh, <laughs> winning no record, though. Dalton. He's got a winning record. It's true. No shots at Dalton, but, you know, and Coward put it best about, you know, promising your kids two weeks in Hawaii and settling for a weekend at the state park. It's kind of just like – uh, um, Aaron, uh, Alan <laughs> Robinson great. just signed his franchise tag, which was a thing that we weren't sure about. So we have got to figure out in the next couple of days if that's going to be because, like I said, the free agency market for receivers is down or if it's going to be a tag and trade deal with another team. Um, in other news, Roy Robertson Harris, the personal favorite of mine, signs with Jacksonville. That was good for him. Uh, rotational defensive lineman. Kyle Long comes out of retirement and – Signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Good for him. Yeah, um, I, was, uh, I was surprised by that, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, he went to the Raiders, and that's obviously where his dad played. So, all right, maybe. Um, definitely a Gruden Grinder guy. So I thought that was actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, so overall, a lot's going to happen. Obviously, we're literally one day in. This is the end of the second day of the official Free agency, obviously, we had the tampering period this uh, starting, what was it, Sunday or something? Mm -hmm. um, right now, it's too soon to tell. I have I have a rant just waiting, but we're going to save that for a different time. Um, it would not be responsible because it is not educated or full scope. Gotcha. But it's starting to feel like 4-12 and 12 real quick. And like I said, <laughs> at the end of the season last year, Pace and Nagy should have been gone. Uh, McCaskey and Phillips should have been gone. The whole front office and ownership. And it's starting to feel like they're okay with pace rebuilding again. If the first six years were any indication, he's not qualified. So I really hope at this point he's not gearing up to draft a quarterback too, because uh, 
So yeah, we'll see. Man. I'm going to try you. and keep a lid on it. We'll see. <laughs> I feel you, man. Uh, well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this to you, but uh, I think the 53, if we found an identity yet, the identity is neither of us are on the same page ever. If you're high on something, I'm low on it. Right. And it's teeter-tottered the whole way. So as down as you are during this free agency period, my Vikings and myself, Uncle Luke, am super excited about Hell what's yeah, going on in the be. purple. This is cool. Yeah, so I, I'll break it down, dude. Uh, I think going into this free agency, the Vikings weren't expecting much. Maybe a third wide receiver, just a small guy here and there. Maybe somebody played the old line. If we got a D-tackle, cool. And what we did do is first, Rudy left. Uh, he's a Viking Ring of Honor guy for sure. Um, uh, has a Viking record for most touchdowns as a tight end will be sorely missed in the community and on the team. He goes and signs with the Giants. Happy for him there. He's making eight mil a year, which I think is crazy. But um, oh, yeah. anyway, we take a guy from them and Delvin Tomlinson, who I think fits in perfectly on this team. If you remember a couple of years back, we get a free agent nose tackle from the Giants and Linball Joseph. And yep. I'm not saying Delvin Tomlinson is at that level, but he's big enough. And him next to Michael Pierce is going to be sweet. I mean, that's 600 pounds of man. Uh, it's going to be hard Actually, to move. Uh, the Williams brothers of old, right? The Williams wall is back, baby. Williams wall 2.0. There you go. Um, so that's awesome. But And I was fine with that. Like, I was excited about Delvin Tomlinson. Like, cool, nice free agency. And then last night, we get word that one Patrick Peterson – is going to sign a one-year prove-it deal, $10 million, to play under Mike Zimmer, the cornerback whisperer, and play in the purple and gold. I think it's it brought back, like, this joy of being a fan for me again. Like, holy shit, my team did something cool? Like, sure, sure, he's washed. Sure, he's a little old. I don't give a shit. It's Pat Pete, bro. Like, this is exciting. I'm I'm so pumped to – hear what he has to say about why he chose the Vikings over any other team. Uh, I'm just over the moon that our, our young corners needed a mentor. And I think he's in the position in his career ready to be doing that. So I'm over the moon about, uh, about the Patrick Peterson signing, man. That's, that's really cool because I mean, a little bit of star power on defense again is a good momentum boost I think for you guys in that all right so you've got an outsider coming in he obviously chose to be here the mentorship is huge um it's gonna be interesting to see him transition from man to man to more cover too but not only is Patrick Peterson a boost but you're also getting a lot of your guys back Daniel Hunter I don't know what's up with his contract and all that stuff but you're gonna get Barr you're gonna get um, a healthy Kendricks back you're gonna solidify your defensive line a little bit more yeah man. Uh, which is really the identity of that whole scheme so it, you know Things are looking up, so good for you. That's pretty cool to hear. See, I got to think, if I had to guess for Patrick Peterson, being where he's at in his career, he probably still wants a chance to compete against the best. And so he's going to be going up against at least Devontae Adams and hopefully Allen Robinson. You know, that's four games, maybe five if they make the playoffs. Um, and then depending on what the Lions do, and he's also going to be practicing against Thielen and Jefferson every day. Um, it's going to be – Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's looking and saying, I'm still relevant. I can knock these guys down. I want to be in the shot spotlight. Well, yeah, and that's how I see it too. I think he's a guy who 
understands that we are a middle of the road team and that maybe the impact of him could accelerate us into being a Super Bowl caliber team. We've seen it with the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs um, made it to the AFC championship that one year. The next year they get uh, Tyron Matthew, which was his teammate and buddy. And then they win the Super Bowl the next year. Like that one key player could be that one thing that, you know, transcends your team. Not saying that that's what the Vikings are, but a a year from now, if the Vikings won the Super Bowl, that's what we'd be talking about. Patrick Peterson bringing this uh, tenacity to our defense. Like that could be the storyline a year from now if everything went the way Uncle Luke wanted it to go. You know, it's this is exactly the coolest part about free agency because now you get the little little bit of, you know, do you get buyer's remorse? Do you start a little bit of daydreaming here? Like, which end of the scale? Are you just kind of left in limbo? I'm hoping I'm still left in limbo, but yeah. So I like what you were saying, though, at the beginning of this, just the ups and downs of it. Yeah, it um, is, it's pretty wild. So what we did, too, here, 53 podcast listeners, we went through – I mean, there's, there's hundreds of signings at this point. Uh, well, hundreds, more than 100 at least. Um, so Millions. we want to talk about a couple of our favorites, and we'll just talk about them quick. Um, the biggest splash is New England. We'll talk about that. And we got a couple of one-offs here about some fits and some fun guys and um, some guys that are, you know, just kind of 53 podcast host favorites. So um, right. I think from here, uh, kind of going from the team perspective, let's touch on New England and let's go to some of those individuals, huh? Dude, let's do it. I think – First off, I was, let's use the word flabbergasted that they were going to bring Cam Newton back. Um, I'm a Cam Newton guy. I think I've, I've continued to stay on the brand of he's worth a start, being a starter in this league. I think he's good enough to be a starter in this league. I think he's good enough to win games. He just needed something around him. And you know what they did? They doubled down and bought all the players that they wanted. I thought they were weird choices, and we'll get into them. But if that's who they think they can win with, then more power to them. It definitely looks like they're going to go back to this double tight end set uh, with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith coming in. Yep. And then uh, Nelson Aguilar is going to be their guy on the outside. He had a really resurgent year uh, with Carr in Las Vegas. So excited to see how he's going to play out as well. But I, I want you to kind of take it away with your thoughts as well. I think what New England was able to do with the money bags that they had really kind of turns around the team and brings a lot of optimism back to the Northeast. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, dude, this is going to be the Madden team for sure. I mean, you got Cam back, you got speed with Aguilar and then this Kendrick Bourne guy from the Niners. Uh, That's been their biggest thing. They've had one having no threats, but also definitely no vertical threats. So you have those two guys with Edelman in the slot. You're going to go back to double tights, which is McDaniel's bread and butter. Um, they, they trade away Cannon, tackle, and they bring back Trent Brown, who had basically had his resurgence – or not his resurgence, but his, you know, his, his real claim to fame here with New England, which is cool. Um, and then my – actually, low, rate, low key here, Kyle Van Noy signs a big contract with the Dolphins last year, goes to play with Flores, again, the uh, former Patriot coach. And then he gets cut out of nowhere, a lot of dead money, and then he gets brought back to the Patriots. So – I that was think, pretty you know, wild. Some, it was pretty wild how that happens. Yeah, I mean, on paper, they're they're going to be pretty solid, and I think, you know, are they going to threaten the Bills again? I think they're going to be good games, but I'm not sure. Uh, again, this is all new guys, uh, first year, and then on paper it looks good. And then the biggest signing for them too was an edge rusher, 
It was a pressure on the quarterback with Judon from Baltimore. Dude, that Judon, Judon's a beast, bro. He he's gonna he's about to get that that uh, that recognition he deserves. I really hope so, and that's kind of interesting. Uh, I hope that that happens because New England is known for their scheme being there's no one guy, but uh, he's definitely got a chance to be that five tool everywhere on the D line, pressure from everywhere type of guy. Um, I, I you know I I think it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited for the Patriots. I think Bill Belichick said it best after week four, week five. He said, listen, guys, like we put all our eggs in this basket of winning now with Tom Brady for the last four years he was there. And it all led to us going to have some cap issues in 2020. And you know what? They took that in stride and they got beat up over it because they had a, the worst roster in the NFL. Uh, from head to toe, talent, talent wise, uh, and that has to do with people sitting out as well. But Belichick and the Patriots organization understood if they had one bad year, it could come back tenfold because now they have all this money opened up. And what they were able to do with it was insane. I mean, they signed roughly ten guys who are all playmakers. I think they're all playmakers. They're all attitude guys. They're all prove it guys. And I like that. Why not? Let's go out and fight. And uh, the Patriots, I think, are going to be back. I think they are forced to be reckoned with once again. Yeah, and like you said, COVID stuff, you get Hightower back. So you just solidified that linebacker core. You got three studs, Judon, Van Noy, Hightower. Yeah, cool I mean, it, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. I want to I switch gears. Same division, wide receiver. Love the player when he's healthy. Had some health issues. Not able to play week one due to his suspension, really surprised where he landed here with Miami Dolphins, and that's Will Fuller. Break it down. Speed kills, and they're going to be in a tough division. I mean, they're still a good team. The defense is on the rise, so I think it's a fun one. Is he a wide receiver one? I think inconsistency and in, in health and health have proven not, but uh, definitely a chance for a guy in a one-year deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the decision out of Will Fuller to do a one-year deal. Uh, he, I mean, he signed the same deal Patrick Peterson did. It sounded like one year, 10 million, prove it. Let's do it. Let's see what we can do. And hopefully he, he, he does prove it and make some money either with Miami or elsewhere with an extended contract. Um, I just don't like the fit for him, man. I really don't like, I don't trust Tua, And I think Will Fuller's at that stage in his career. If he went somewhere with a quarterback, he would be happier. But then again, he could be right. Maybe maybe Tua with these new weapons uh, and you have Devontae Parker, like you have a chance. Um, so good on, good on Will Fuller. He's worth the $10 million for sure. Just really kind of surprised at where he, he netted out. Um, is there a guy that kind of like surprised you where he was going? Uh, somebody that you want to like chat about? You know, it's... I guess surprised, yeah, because I'm not sure I know enough about the team. I know we're excited about the Chargers, but uh, the one that happened early was Corey Lindsay of the Packers, the center. Yeah, he went. He went to go protect now Herbert. So that's like holy cow, because you talk about the transition they've had from Rivers, and it's always been they've had weapons, but no one to block for them. Right. Last year the offensive line played okay, uh, a lot of injuries on defense, but now it's like all right, you showed up the middle of that line. And obviously, in the division that requires a lot of scoring, um, it just it, it makes too much sense to me. 
and it was really cool for that. And obviously, we're both kind of high on the Herbie. And we are. We're a fan of Chargers and all that. So Big Chargers podcast. Well, it's about to be. Holy shit. So, um, surprised, I guess, in that I guess I don't usually think of the Chargers as huge free agency players. Um, do you think? Yeah, do you think that has to do almost solely because of Herbert? Or maybe it's because they brought in the new coach or, uh, I mean, they're playing in Southern California, which if you were a Packer player and now you're playing in Southern California, is kind of nice. I, I think it's because there's potential um, and in the offense. So, yeah, to, to your point of Herbert, it's just, it's just interesting to me that we don't hear because they, they do a lot of signing within and extending their own guys. So to bring in an outsider this way, it's, it's crucial. It's critical. So, I mean, it just it makes sense in pretty much every level. Yeah, no, I feel you there. And I think it, it often goes unrecognized when offensive linemen are taken in free agency. If it's not your team, you don't really care. But these are the these are the ones that make the difference. I mean, when Alex Mack got traded to the Atlanta Falcons, I remember thinking, holy fuck, that could change up their whole team. And they ended up going to the Super Bowl a year or two later. Like, just things like that happen. Um, and, and somebody like Lindsey could make that extra step for the Chargers, not saying, again, they're going to the Super Bowl, but you get the simile. Right. Uh, another offensive lineman that I thought was really cool is uh, the New York Giants' Kevin Zeitler, Zietler, uh, goes yep. to Baltimore. Baltimore was having O-line issues after um, – what's-his-name retired? Help me out. Marshall Long. Yander retired, and then their left tackle got hurt. And yes. Now their other left tackle backed him up, wants to get traded because he only wants to play left tackle when – uh, the other guy comes back. It's like, oh, Orlando cow. Brown, yeah. So they, they, they signed Zeitler to play guard. I think that's a great pickup for them. Obviously, they're built on the run game. He's a road grader. I think that was my favorite pickup as far as old linemen go, just because it, it wasn't a huge need, but they put so much value in their run game that when you get veterans to come in and play and be excited – like you're, if you're signing with Baltimore, you know you're running the ball and you're you're playing hard nosed football. So like you wouldn't sign there if you're scared of that. So like I'm really excited that a guy would choose to play in that offense the way that Kevin did. So hats off to him. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, and it's it's so cool to me. Well, not cool, but it's just interesting. I'll see if it's cool once the season gets going. We know with. COVID, a lot of cap casualties may happen. So a lot of these veteran guys, you're going to either see big contracts or little contracts. A lot of these guys are on those medium, meaty, you know, the seven, eight, nine, ten million dollar a year contracts. Those are the guys getting cut right now. And we saw quite a few like B, B plus offensive linemen get moved or traded or cut, et cetera. I mean, we just talked about um, Corey Lindsley, center for a, one of the best pass blocking teams in the league to another team. Uh, Rodney Hudson gets cut, then not cut, and then traded to Arizona. I mean, that, that guy, he's been one of the best pass-blocking centers. To me, like left tackle and then center is the most important because that's a quarterback of your line. Um, you mentioned Alex Mack going to the Falcons a couple years ago. Now he's going to be back with Shanahan yeah, in yeah. San Francisco. And then speaking of which, the other the left tackle there, Trent Williams, signs a mega deal, six years, 138. That's yeah, big, big, biggest contract to date of 2021, uh, 23 a year, bud. No, 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 you're wrong. 23 million, 10,000. Oh, yeah. So that he could pack, pass up, uh, what's his name for the Packers? That's uh, right, David Bakhtiari. 
You petty, bro. You said you petty, uh, dude. Yeah. Uh, who's also coming off an ACL or something like that. But it's just interesting. So you mentioned Zeitler. We have these other three or four guys, you know, big names in that they're solid, they're productive, they play really well. They are kind of like the guys on the offensive line. And they're all moving around because, I mean, I'm not going to say there's no loyalty, but when you got to have a fire sale just to stay relevant and not exceed the cap by a mile and a half, right? Uh, these are the guys that are getting got, you know, the, the 28, 29, 33, those types of linemen on those $10 million deals. Crazy. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, they, they pay their worth for sure. Um, another dude that I wanted to talk about that I was really surprised at and has kind of gone under the radar on social media, uh, Bud Dupree signing, Jason. Bud Dupree was on the number one uh, pass rushing defense last year in Pittsburgh. He jumps town, goes to who I think is kind of a rival in a way in the Nashville Titans. I feel like, I don't know what it is, but in my head, the Titans and the Steelers are kind of rivals. Um, talk me through that. I mean, it's, I think, an amazing pickup for Tennessee. They had a terrible pass rush last year. They thought Clowney would be the solve. Didn't work out. Lost a couple guys. But Dupree ends up coming there. Now are the Titans coming back into the conversation of, oh, maybe these guys can be good again? You know, it's not that they were bad. It's just now they never had that one thing to get them over the top, especially on defense. And so this one is perplexing to me only in that he blew his knee out. And that's a pretty big deal for an edge rusher who's, you know, known for speed. Yeah. Um, five years, $82 million. It's a lot oh, of money. shit, dude. It's a lot of money. I mean – that's, you know, 16 and a half a year for a guy coming off a knee injury. Um, and he was, he was good, not great. And he's also playing against, you know, opposite, uh, you know, a, a, what is it? Uh, defensive MVP Watt. candidate. Yeah. TJ Watt. And then he's got two of the three defensive linemen who are all pro. Um, so, it, I mean, on a good defense, everybody shines. So we'll see what he does when he's got to be more of the guy. Um, I mean, I'm all about guys getting paid. Uh, it just shocked me. I thought for sure he was going to be one of those guys getting a one-year prove-it deal with the knee. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's the thing that we're seeing. We're not seeing hardly any more. I mean, you've got a handful of the big guys getting those four- or five-year deals, but everybody else is going to be on onesie-twosies, uh, prove-it, or a two-year deal with avoidable second year because of all this cap stuff. So, I mean, we're going to see a lot of fire sale now, but next year, say there's minimal COVID, and you're going to see more dollars – to the cap increase, you're going to see all these guys one year deals, big money again next year if they play well because more money. money. And how do you deal with it? So it's real interesting. Well, I wanted to talk about another guy who plays uh, the same position or at least as a pass rusher uh, who yeah. I thought got a pretty handsome deal himself. He's a little bit younger, really shined for the Saints this past year. And that's Trey Hendrickson. He's signing with Cincy, bro. Since he always used to be the place for free agencies to go to make that extra dollar, do you think that's yep. what he's doing here? Or do you think that you're trying to build something around the young Joe Burrow? Yeah, I think, I think it's the first point there. I mean, this guy came out of nowhere seemingly. Had a great statistical season as far as sack count went. Um, I'm a little bit worried about this being my number one bust opportunity. Not because he can't do it, but – I was reading some stats, and actually Cameron Jordan opposite him had more wins. Uh, and I think Trey Hendrickson's going to be victim of his you know, gaudy stacks being a little bit hollow in that there were a lot of cleanup sacks. I mean, a sack is a sack. Is a sack. I've never gotten a sack in the NFL, so I can't say anything. But well, it's bad. one of those things where you kind of think about the quality of sack and is he generating himself, what's there. Because, I mean, you look at the Cincinnati defense, there's not anything out there. 
So he's going to have to be the guy. He's getting 15 million a year, four years. Was it 60 million, 15 a year? He's getting paid to be the guy. So I'm hoping he, you know, more power to him if he can do it. But I just am hesitant. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. I'm going to ask you a wild question here, and you're going to have to do it off the top of your head. This is four wide receivers that take in spots, new spots in the NFL, this free agency. You're going to have to rank not just the wide receiver, but the fit on the team from one to four. Okay? So it's wide receiver plus their like how effective they're going to be on that team is how you're going to rank it. As the snapshot of they stand right now, because obviously quarterbacks and draft and stuff will change things. But yeah, well, you can you can give me as as you see their 2021 season. So if the guy was going to go to Jacksonville, and knowing that they're going to get the number one quarterback, you can play that into your factors. But what I'm going to give you right now is Corey Davis signs with the New York Jets. Curtis Samuel signs with the Washington football team. Emmanuel Sanders, the ageless wonder, signs with the Buffalo Bills. And John Brown, who was a Buffalo Bill, has now signed with your Las Vegas Raiders. Rank those four transitions and how they're going to fit on their team in 2021. Um, I think you just gave me five, but I'll take it. So I got Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Sanders, Brown and Ross. You say Ross or no? I did not say Ross. I don't care about Ross. Ross. Gotcha. I was being mean to Ross. One to four or four to one. Um, I think, geez, I mean, on paper, I think Emmanuel Sanders would be the one to have the most impact. Now, I don't know if that means statistically or not, but a veteran presence on there. He doesn't have to be the guy. He's got a great arm quarterback. He's got um, uh, Stefan there. So that's cool. Similar type guys, so it'll be fun. Um, I think that's going to be an impact one. I know it was kind of hard last year because he went from uh, mid well, – because he was with what? He was with Denver, and then he was with San Fran the pre- previous year, and then he went to the Saints last year and didn't have a great year. But that was a lot of things going on. Daniel Sanders, Fair. I want to put it one. I I like like Curtis Samuel, the fit there, regardless of quarterback in Washington, because him and McLaurin, they played together. Uh, You got speed guys, you got shifty, and you've got terrible secondaries there in the NFC East, which we will be breaking down here shortly, Mm -hmm. not this episode. Um, I think that's going to be my number two. Number three, Corey Davis. Everyone's saying he's got a chance to be great here. I don't know enough about the offensive coordinator. I don't know if he can be a number one because he played opposite A.J. Brown. Uh, for the last couple of years, he was a, a high draft pick. He was top 10, I believe, a couple of years ago. Um, never played up to that. Started to come on second half of last year, which was nice until he was in and out. Um, so he's going to be number three. Um, and then John Brown, I like him a lot. I think it's going to be a good fit with the Raiders. I just think they're going to be highlighting more uh, rugs than John Brown. Actually, I like John Brown more than the guy that he replaced being Nelson Aguilar. Uh, it's just, you know, new guy, new fit. I always worry about new. It always looks good on paper. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's, let's do that again. So, I've got Sanders, Samuel. Sanders at, Sa- Sanders at one with the Bills. Yep. Curtis Samuel, Samuel at two. Two with Washington. With Washington. They were a playoff team last year. Sure. Corey Davis at three. Yep. And John Brown at four. 
yeah, I think, I think that's Corey fair. Davis probably got the most opportunity because he's signed to be the one. But well, uh, I just—you never know. We're so burnt by the Jets players lately. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a—it's a fun play. Jets are just like the Cincy when we we're talking Trey Hendrickson. Like, typically, free agents sign with the Jets and the Bengals because they're chasing a dollar. Corey Davis, on the other hand, well, let's be honest—he's probably chasing a dollar, but he's also giving a second opportunity to be the guy because. They drafted him as the number one overall guy, well, fourth overall, number one pick, uh, to the Tennessee Titans, and he did nothing for two years, and that's probably a product of his quarterbacks too. Tannehill comes, and now he has an amazing season, and he wants a, a chance to be the guy again. So going to the Jets, I think, is a fun new opportunity for Corey Davis, and I'm going to root him on. Hell yeah. So real quick, where do you think – put yours one to four real quick on that one too. I'm curious to see where you're at. Uh, I'm with you. I'm aligned on Emmanuel Sanders because of the impact that he can make to that team specifically. Uh, Then I would go Curtis Samuel, number two as well. Curtis Samuel is much more than just a wide receiver. He's taking uh, snaps at the running back position. He's the guy that you can put in motion. He is that X factor on an offense. That's something that Washington desperately needs until they find out really what their groove is on offense. So Curtis Samuel's a great fit there. Um, And then I go with you again, Corey Davis to the Jets. I think Corey Davis could easily have 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns with the Jets. I don't know who's throwing him the ball yet. We'll find that out. I think he's a great player. And then John Brown, unfortunately, I mean, he had a 1,000-yard season in 2019. 2020, he gets hurt, banged up, loses his job to Stephon Diggs in a trade. He loses his job even before he steps on the field. Uh, and and becomes an afterthought after this Gabriel Davis steps up too and becomes the number two receiver. Now John Brown's relegated to three after he was a thousand yards receiver the year before. So I think he has a good opportunity for the Raiders. I just don't think it's sexy enough for me to really care. Uh, but I could be wrong. They they their wide receiver one is vacated. Obviously they use the tight end as their wide receiver one uh, predominantly. But John Brown's got to prove it to me at this point. I hear you. Yeah. The thing is, with all these guys' talents there, and that's obviously what I want to talk about them. Um, this just in, another move made by the Patriots. Any guesses? Deshaun Watson. No, which would have been kind of weird. But um, I like where your head's at. Not as sexy. We're talking, we're back on the offensive line. We're actually back at center. Um, they previously cut uh, this past week David Andrews, uh, their uh, center who, you know, cap casualty, one of these guys, they're actually re-signing David Andrews. He's coming back just at a price cut. And then all the details are coming. I'm just reading that Ian Rappaport's tweet right now. Hmm. That's uh, good for them. That's still Patriots. Holy cow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a Patriot move if I've ever heard of one. Well, I want to talk about a couple other guys, and then we'll wrap this one up as our first free agency podcast of the year. First one of sure. – uh, 2021 season, first one of season two of the 53 podcast. Uh, next guy I want to talk about is actually another Washington guy, and that is Ryan Fitzpatrick, dude. I think Washington is a huge question mark at the question at the quarterback position, and is Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of the perfect guy to fit in this one, two-year little drought before they eventually find what they want? You know, I don't know. To that one, I don't know. I don't even care. I mean, it's not a, it's not an off season without talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick going somewhere and getting excited that's, about him. That's true. I mean, you want to talk about being the guy? 
It's him and Hinky. I think that's going to be fun, especially the way Hinky played in the playoffs. Um, this is, is a that his name guy. now, Hinky? Heineke? Heineke. Winky? I don't know. Yeah. It's like guy. a Heineken. Oh, you're so right. Sorry. I was, you know, I was on Guinness yesterday because, ah, you know. Um, day. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, Fitzmagic, you got a culture guy, some maturity to the room, but also some fun, keeping it light. I think it could do well with Rivera. Obviously, last year the story was the quarterback room was a mess. They let Alex Smith go. They caught Dwayne Haskins, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Fitzpatrick and, and Heineke, that's going to be a good, good room. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, they're already a playoff team, and now you bring in a guy who can sling the ball and yeah, has, no, has no worries anymore. Like, having a quarterback that has the fuckets is kind of nice. <laughs> Like, fuck it. Who cares? That's kind of nice. When you have no expectation, you can play free. And that's the nice thing about Fitzpatrick. You know for a fact it doesn't matter. Well, the sad thing is they benched his ass, and then Miami didn't even make the playoffs after he started, what, 5-2 and two or 5-3 and three with them. Still sad about that, man. Still sad about that. So hopefully that doesn't happen in Washington. But excited to watch him play with uh, Scary Terry out there, dude. I think they're going to cut it up. That's going to be sweet. Him and Samuel, I mean, gangs back together. Um, on the topic of quarterback switches, obviously we talked a little bit about the Wentz trade um, a couple weeks ago. We now that he's official and picks have been swapped, blah, 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 and his rookie, now second-year wide receiver, said, take a hike, I'm 11. They just announced that Wentz is going to be wearing number two. One, how do you feel about that? And two, are you going to read anything into it that that's Jalen Hurts' number? Oh, is that the thing? I was I actually know. I was actually looking back at uh, I was trying to jog my memory if he was wearing number two on any of those North Dakota clips, but I don't believe so. Actually, wow, dude, question. that's the that's the mm, okay. There's a conspiracy theory there that he's doing it to. I, I made that off the top of my head right there because I know he's wearing two, but I just put those two together. If that's so on the internet, starting then here. So himself. we're saying it right now. Carson Wentz is wearing number two. Because he got his job stolen from the man who wears number two, and he's coming out for a vengeance. I'm in. I'm in That's on it. That's crazy. This is a, the biggest revenge story. Colt Super Bowl says, I did this because I got my job stolen. Right. Uh, Carson Wentz was number 11 at North Dakota, yeah. NDSU. Um, was Carson Wentz draft? Where was Carson Wentz drafted? Second overall? Oh, all right, all right, all right. Because it was Goff, then him. All right. yeah, that could be hey, it, too. Know. That's a little uh, chip yeah. on the shoulder, Jace. I was drafted second. You know what? That's, what? that's what Justin Jefferson said. He said the five other receivers in front of me, those organizations are going to be mad they didn't draft me. Well, maybe it's because he's a redhead and he feels like a second-rate citizen all his life. Well, we don't redhead shame here because I have a red beard. So, so I'm, a part of that, I'm, I'm a part of that community. Is that where you identify? I think I do identify as a redhead, yeah. Explains a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, all right. So there are some, like, there, there's so many signings here. Are there anyone else you want to kind of jump on here? I thought uh, the comment that you made about people signing with the Jets, we talked about Corey Davis, people trying to chase that bag. Uh, they went and got Carl Lawson, former pass rusher of the Cincinnati Bengals, three years, forty-five mil, fifteen million. Yeah, Not good, for, really good on him. Huh? 
good on Carl Lawson. I was big on him coming out of the draft. Yeah, then haven't heard from I just, him I since. Being great. Um, another pass rusher. We have uh, Yannick Ngakwe, former Viking for a, a stint there. Goes to the Ravens. Now he's signing with the Raiders. I'm excited uh, for Yannick there. Dude, the Raiders at some point got to figure this shit out, dude. They they're, they keep stockpiling talent. Uh, yeah. But uh, maybe they're just hamstrung by the quarterback. I don't know. Could be. Uh, Kenyon Drake goes from Arizona to the Raiders for a pretty penny, 5.5. That's an interesting one to match him up with Gruden and Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs. Um, I guess another weapon, but okay. Um, Samson Ebucam goes from the Rams to the Niners. That should be fun. That was one of your users Madden for a little bit there. Could have been. Big speed guy. Um, Kevin Pierre-Lewis goes from Washington. Former Bear, this is why I like him. Speed guy, under the radar. Goes to Houston. Houston's made a lot of moves. A lot of trading with the Patriots this offseason, actually, um, because you got the GM connection there with Belichick. Uh, um, but I, I don't really know what to make of any of the moves that they're doing because they're not sexy, they're not exciting, they're not a whole lot of anything. Um, yeah, I think there's one more guy that I think I want to chat with on my end, and that's uh, Hassan Riddick, dude. Hassan Riddick had yeah. uh, finally a year that we can talk about for the Cardinals. Thought maybe they could build around it. Um, but he decides to up and leave, and he goes to Carolina, which I think is very fun. We, we talked about Carolina last week in our South mm-hmm. breakdown and how they are putting an emphasis on their defense and getting young on defense and bringing in this guy who is now, well, his first couple of years in the league was a huge question mark. What is, what is he? What position is he playing? Is he a speed linebacker? Is he a coverage linebacker? Is he going to rush the passer? They didn't really have right. any idea. But then he hits double-digit sacks this past year, signs a pretty big contract with Carolina. Can they keep it up in Carolina? Is this move the meter at all for you? I don't know. Maybe I'm just excited because Hassan Reddick's a cool dude. But He is a really cool dude from what I hear. But here's what – so here's where I'm at with this one. It's cool because you've got him and Burns, and Burns is ascending on the edge there too for Carolina. I worry about this because – well, you think about it, he was delegated to rush the passer this year because Chandler Jones went down and they had a need. Yeah. Uh, so good for him stepping up, filling double-digit sacks, yes, sacks, yes, but a lot of five of those came in one game. So, Still hey, you know count. what? You're eating, you're eating fine. But, you know, it's a little one of those things, kind of like a Trey Hendrickson. Is it hollow? Is it not? I, you know, I, I worry. So, I think yeah, that's we'll fair see. to worry. I think that's, I think that's, fair that's, a, that's a fun one to watch. Um, Let's see, any other quick names here? I'm kind of going through. JJ, well, AJ Green, Arizona was well, Jason, to be honest, we didn't talk about the Bears quarterback nearly enough. Dalton? Yeah, Sandy Dalton, one year, 10 mil. 34-year-old. <laughs> Went four and five with the uh, Dallas Cowboys last year. This is a fact. Um, Cleveland. All right, let's see. They signed John Johnson and Troy Hill from the Rams secondary, one of the best secondaries in the league. You're just going to let this sit, aren't you? Letting it marinate, asshole. <laughs> they bring in uh, Malcolm Smith, which was cool. Brought him back. He was a former Super Bowl MVP, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, huge. Um, I want to see where Sammy Watkins goes. That would be fun. Uh, Jamal Williams of the Packers and Tyrell Williams of the Raiders both go to Detroit, kind of a waste yeah. of space. The boy Bashard Perriman also goes to Detroit. Yeah. Um, Shout out. Christian Kirksey goes from Green Bay to Houston. 
I mean, doesn't one, make any see, sense. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Eighteen one year or two year deals signed for the Houston Texans right now. A lot of guys I don't know. I mean, but you got Tyrod in there. You got Yeah, Tyrod, that's crazy. That's cool. Desmond King, a name, Christian Kirksey, who I like. Um, Kevin Pierre Lewis, who I like. Uh, they traded. Uh, that was the other thing. They traded uh, McKinney, McKendrick McKinley for. Uh, oh, uh, pass rusher. Pass rusher. Come on, man. Don't got it. It was a good clean slate trade. Come on. Uh, I don't know. Bernardrick McKinney did get traded. I don't know who he got traded for. Was it? Was it? Uh, he got traded for Ronald McDonald. Oh, he got traded for um, dude. He got traded for like uh, D's or something. It was a pass rusher. It was, yeah, like it was a D something. Jack Lawson. Oh yeah. Jack Lawson of the Miami Dolphins. Shaq Lawson, dude. Was that See, Clemson? Jacksonville. Kansas City brought in Joe Thune. That was a big one. Um, the former left guard for the uh, um, for the Patriots. They also big signed one. Mike Remmers and Kyle Long. So there's three starting linemen right there after getting quote unquote decimated. Jared Cook to the Chargers. That was kind of cool. Um, Solomon Thomas, kind of labeled as a draft bust, one year, five million to the Raiders from the Niners. Let's see. Talked about Will Fuller. Jacoby homie, uh, Brissett signs a one-year deal with Miami. Happy, happy for Jacoby homie. That's a good spot oh, yeah. for him. That's a cool one. You know he's um, NC yeah. State. I can throw a rock and hit NC State from here. Sweet. That's a fun one. Uh, Mike Glennon to the Giants. There you go. Got their backup. He's better than your quarterback. Um, Lamarcus Joyner, another guy to the Jets in a one-year prove-it deal. Um, oh, you got excited about Gerald Everett from the Rams to the Seattle Seahawks one year. I did. I'm very uh, excited about that. They don't have a tight end again. Yeah, he's a stud. Seattle stays with Russell. So there's a weapon. I think he's a stud. Yeah. Him and Jacob Jack Holiday. Hollister. Back with Tampa Bay. Where else are we at here? I mean, Washington, William Jackson, Curtis Samuel, Fitzgerald. Yeah. Lamar Miller also signed with the Washington uh, football Lamar team. Lamar Miller, bro? Yep. Wow. So Kyle Fuller gets cut. Philip Lindsay gets cut. Philip Lindsay got cut? Uh, they Yeah, they mutually decided to part ways. Um, Good for him. Adrian Bouye is still on the board. Go get your bag, Adrian Philip Clark. Lindsay. Right? He can uh, come, he can come to Minnesota, no case. problem. I guess Melvin Ingram's on out of contract? I didn't know that for the Chargers. I did not know that. Justin Houston, Riley Reef, Eric Fisher, Anthony Harris. Uh, hey. Trey Turner, Casey Hayward. We're trying to bring Anthony Harris back, dude. Oh, I got some questions for you, and then we'll end this podcast, okay? Yeah. Oh, Leonard Floyd signed a big deal. I forgot about that, too. All right, hit me with it. All right. There are 10 players. Let me know where you think they're going to go. They have not decided yet, or if you have a okay, thought on them. Yep. Okay. 
Number one, Kenny Galladay. Bears. <laughs> Giants. He's going to the Giants right now. I don't know. Number I think he's two. Going to be one of those contact chasers. Number two, Anthony Harris. Oh, that's a tough one. Honestly, I don't know whether that with money, but this feels like a Patriots to me. Oh, I like that. I don't know about the situation as far as just gut. I like that. Number three, Melvin Ingram. Yeah, that's that's news to me. I I have no idea. I'm still processing that one. Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, I like it. Number four. This is a big one. Okay. Juju Smith Schuster. Jet skis. Wow. There's too much. There's too much right. Chasing the bag. They're gonna put a bookend with uh, um, with uh, Corey Davis, and they got Denzel Mims, and then him and Donald hook up. Got that Trojan connection uh, from USC, and then uh, I, I think that'll be a perfect fit in that. Not not for the culture, but it'll be a fit for Salah to just beat the heck out of the social media out of them. Get back to football. I'm skipping number five because it's boring. Number six. Just throw Today, the name out there, real quick. Andrew Villanueva, he's going to re-sign with the Steelers. Yeah. Number six, Jadavian Clowney. Is he, even, is he even worth talking about anymore? Houston. Yeah, that I is. No, I have no idea. Is he worth talking about? No, because he's going to get a one-year, $13 million deal, mostly guaranteed, and he's going to underwhelm again, as has been his entire career. He had that top against Michigan, and then he got drafted, and then that was it. I honestly think he's going to go to like somebody like the Ravens who just lost Matthew Judon and fit in perfectly. Yep. That's, that's, I'm not contesting that at all. Next, one of my favorite players uh, in recent memory, Rhodes closed, Xavier Rhodes, after basically all pro one year deal with the Colts. Where is he at now? Bears. Bears. Dude, in the corner. Going- Xavier Rhodes going to the Bills. You think so? I don't know. Oh, dude, number eight on this list, Eric Wilson, Vikings linebacker. See, when you start talking about borderline starters, depth guys, I I just kind of go to a fit thing. So I just kind of remember who's playing the four three these days. Um, I, I really I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know who needs linebackers. I haven't had a chance to even, like, sort through. Right. This one says, Wilson has recently been linked to the Broncos. Like, cool. Doesn't excite me too much. All right, number nine. We're getting to some guys. Number nine, Sammy Watkins. That's a fun one. I I, I was talking about him last week or two saying I'm excited about him, but I don't know. I'm thinking about that one a little bit more, aging and not being the number one guy. Maybe he resigns with Kansas City for nothing. You know, maybe Houston needs a receiver. I don't remember where they're at. Well, not the Bears. Uh, well, because they're getting Kenny Galladay, so it's not. Oh, that's anything. right. You can't get. You can't. Uh, that's an embarrassment <laughs> of riches at that point. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And they've got no. Well, actually, they'll have tons of cap space because they're gonna. You know, Robinson's gonna get traded. Hicks is gonna get traded. Fuller got cut. Hopefully, at least they wait tomorrow. And, Trade them tonight before they can you know, lose them. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Dude, dude. dude, dude. You can't tell, listeners. All right, number ten. All right. Green Bay Packer cornerback Kevin King. No one's gonna pick him up after his atrocious game against the Bucks. He's gonna be like that. Uh, 
who was the guy that put up 300 on uh, <laughs> on the Panthers cornerback and he got lost his job like just off the team the next day? Oh yeah, yeah. he caught him. That was sad. I do yeah, remember that, that. that. That's what I'm thinking. I think Kevin King will sign with somebody like the Saints. Uh, makes a lot of sense because they cut Jenkins and they cut the other guy. Um, Jenkins, I think, signed with the Titans too, didn't he? That might be right. I I haven't followed up, but I they're they're a team that seems desperate in need. But I don't know if they obviously they don't have any money right now. But they're going to figure that out yeah. eventually. But that has been the fifty three, dude. This is a Thursday doing free agency stuff. It's really kind of exciting, a little different. Just went off the cuff today. I'm super stoked. Patrick Peterson, I'm going to get my my P-squared jersey in the mail here pretty soon. Um, be rocking that all year. Uh, so that's about all I got to say. Yeah, man. I mean, we're – Probably tomorrow will be the end-ish, unofficial end of the first wave. And then you go into the weekend, kind of got second wave, and then next week will be second and third wave. And then at that point, we'll be five-plus weeks to the draft. And then it's quiet again. The draft is going to be the last – so April 29th through May 1st, last couple days of April here coming up. So you got let the dust settle, see where your money lies, get some guys, switch the draft board. Because there is no combine this year. Um, it's going to be a lot. So you're really good at uh, watching film and getting the pro days. Yeah, I better get that tape measure out right now. Start measuring hands, baby. Stretch them. Nine and three quarters. Pinkies and thumbs, baby. That's right. Um, spend the 53. Next week, we will be back most likely doing AFC and NFC East recap. That is the last set of divisional recaps we have for you guys get those out of the way start talking about the fun stuff again excited to be doing this once again catch us on youtube at youtube.com slash luke l Vidhild. twitter the 53 podcast we're on spotify as well or wherever you get your podcasts at the 53 podcast football is the best way to find us each and every week talking the talkers about the NFL excited to be doing it here with my man, Jason and Jason, any last words? Hell yeah. No, let's keep it going. Hopefully uh, the bears don't cause me to have a conniption fit or heart attack before I wake up. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is why we love it. That's what all about being a fan, right? That's right. You can't be a fan if you're not having fun. Absolutely. Quote me on that. There you go. Good shit, bud. Deuces.